All right. So I wanted to shoot a quick video about this one as well. Uh, I find video is sometimes the best way to communicate with people um, and allows me to kind of speak a little off the cuff about these things. Um, I totally understand um, how this can be viewed as something that is idolatrous. Um, and there's a number of things that are going on here that one needs to understand and unpack. And if you want to have an honest discussion about these things, that's fine. The, the things we have to be okay with, first off, are statues even okay, right? Because Catholics do use a lot of statues. Um, do Catholics give Mary too much honor, not enough honor? Do they worship Mary? Um, you know, doing these sorts of ceremonies where you're putting a, a crown on top of a statue, is that idolatry? You know, what is going on there? Is it ever permissible? Is it not permissible? So there's a lot of things that need to be unpacked here. Um, first off, let's actually talk about the title Mary, Queen of Heaven or Queen of the Universe or whatever. Why do Catholics call Mary that, right? Because, of course, you know, you need to unpack that to figure out if there's even anything legit to this. And so the reason Catholics do that is Jesus is the King of Kings and he is also the Davidic heir. You know, Jesus Christ, son of David, have mercy on me, right? Um, and so as the Davidic heir uh, in, in the line of David, the, the king was the king, but the queen was not the king's the king's wife because the king actually would sometimes have multiple wives, Solomon, uh, you know. Um, and so the, the queen, Davidically speaking, was actually the mother of the king or the mother of the heir. And that's where you get this concept of the queen mother that even carried over into to modern monarchical, uh, monarchic societies. Um, the queen mother. So Jesus is, is the king of kings, the one true king, the last and final king. And Mary is his mother. And so simply put, Mary is the queen of heaven if Jesus is the king of heaven because she's the mother of the king. Mary is also, she's very, very unique, right? And, and Catholics have, and, and Christians throughout, even, even down to Luther, uh, almost all Christians have revered Mary very, very highly, uh, for who she is and what she did. And she's very, very unique. And Catholics just accentuate a lot of that uniqueness. Um, so just as, you know, as, as sin comes through Adam, uh, Paul is very clear that Jesus is the new Adam and, and, and life and, and, and resurrection, uh, come through Jesus. Well, uh, the old Adam had an Eve who was complicit in the fall. Uh, in fact, she acted first, right? She takes the fruit, eats of it, and then gives it to her husband who was with her, gives it to Adam who's with her. And even though she acted first, sin comes through Adam because he was there the whole time. And he was the one that had given that charge to, to not eat that fruit of the tree and to, to protect the garden. Um, and so sin comes through his, his sin of omission, his sin of pride, his sin of, you know, Hey, that does look pretty tasty. And I'll let, let Eve try it first and see what happens. Oh, she didn't drop down dead. Cool. I'll take it. Right. Um, so even though Eve acted first, sin comes through Adam. Well, it's kind of the same thing here. Only it's the reverse. Jesus is the reverse of Adam who brings life. Well, and, 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 and he calls his wife Eve because she comes the mother of the living. Well, Mary is, almost it's the opposite, right? So Mary acts first again. Um, and her act, her act is, is when the angel comes and says, hail full of grace, uh, you're going to, to bear a son and he will be called, you know, the, the son of God most high. And Mary says, I don't know how that's going to happen, but let it be done unto me according to thy word. Right. She, she, she says, fine, let's do it. So Mary is actually the first Christian. Right. She is the first person to take Jesus, not just into her heart, but even into her very body and give him form. Right. So she occupies a very, very unique place. And we see her. You know, she's very quiet in her ministry, but she is very much a part of Jesus ministry, even after he is assumed into heaven or he ascends into heaven. Rather, um, he's there in the upper room with the apostles at Pentecost. Right. She, she's there with the apostles. Um, and so, you know, we we accord a lot of honor to Mary because she does um 
deserve it. You know, as she says in the Magnificat, from this day forth, all generations will call me blessed and we call her blessed. It's in the Bible, right? That's a very biblical thing. Um, and so we have that. So other questions people might have, you know, are statues okay, right? Catholics do lots of things with statues. Uh, is that making a graven image? Well, no. In fact, there was a whole heresy about this that, that took over the Eastern church for a while called iconoclasm. And it was this idea. In fact, the, the Muslims to this day are iconoclasts um, that, uh, you know, around the sixth to eighth century. And it, it's in part because some people were being overly bearing, you know, they would carry statues everywhere and whatnot. But at the end of the day, a statue is just a representation of that person. And I always give this example. Imagine somebody who's off at war and he's fighting and he doesn't know, you know, he's in a foxhole right now and he doesn't know who he's going to make it to the next one. And he, he takes out a picture of his wife. He looks at it and he says, I love you. And he gives it a kiss and he puts it in his pocket and then goes on and does this thing, right? Has he just committed adultery? And nobody in their right mind would say, yeah, that man just committed adultery on his wife because that picture was clearly not his wife, but he's kissing it and talking to it like it's a person and whatnot. No, he is honoring his wife. He is thinking of his wife. He's keeping his wife in front of him at all times. And that's all that he's doing and nothing more. So too with statues, so too with pictures or whatever. We look at people that we love and who better to love than those who have gone before us and fought the good fight. And of all those, who better than, than Mary? So imagine this. Jesus says of John the Baptist, no man holier has lived. And John the Baptist says of himself that he was not worthy to loosen the sandal of Jesus, that uh, of John Jesus's foot. But who taught Jesus to tie his shoes? <laughs> who loosened and tightened his sandals every single day when he was a kid? It was Mary, right? So we accord this, we, 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 we acclaim Mary, we, we proclaim Mary, we, we see her as the first Christian, a, a divine model, the queen mother. Um, and all of these things are scripturally based, um, all of it, but you have to unpack them, right? You can't just say, oh, look, here's Catholics with the statue of Mary. Clearly this is wrong. You know, you know, putting a, putting a crown on the statue is just a ceremony. It's no different than putting a star on a Christmas tree, which is a pagan symbol, but one that we've taken and, and, and made, um, We've Christianized. So same with wedding rings. These are not in the Bible, right? But we all use them. Paul in Acts 16 ish, uh, speaking at the Areopagus, he takes an entire pagan deity in a temple and basically baptizes it. Says, let me tell you about this, this, this unknown God, right? They had the, he says, you, you Greeks are so pious. You even have a tomb or uh, a temple to this unknown God. Let me tell you about this unknown God, right? So he actually takes an entire pagan God and pa pagan deity and says, this is the real God, the one true God. And I have always taken that as a, as a model of what we can do as Christians. We can take where people are getting it right, even if they're only getting this much right, and we can work with them, right? I think that's beautiful. So, um, so too with things like, like statues, right? This is just a ceremony. It's just a way to celebrate uh, Mary, uh, celebrate our faith, celebrate all sorts of things. And again, it, it comes down to understanding who she is, uh, who, what her role in salvation was, uh, you know, who Jesus is, what his role in salvation is, who he is as, as the divine Messiah, the, the son of God, the king of kings, right? And he's all those things. And Mary wouldn't be anything. If Jesus wasn't those things and every Catholic knows this, no, no Catholic you know, thinks Mary is, is a goddess. No Catholic worships Mary. Um, you know, we do pray to the saints, but the word to pray simply means to ask. And this is something I think a lot of people are also confused about, right? So why do we pray to the saints? Well, we know that you know, James tells us the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And we know that the, there's no one more righteous than those that are in heaven. So we often pray to those who are in heaven and we ask them, you know, to intercede for us, right? And that's all we're doing. In fact, the word to pray just means to ask, like, uh, pray, tell me. What did you think the word pray means? Or, um, your honor, the defendant prays the court to have mercy, right? So it just means, it, it just means to ask. So we are asking them to intercede and we know we can do this, even though, 
And this is the funny thing about prayer. God knows what we need before we ask it. Jesus makes this very, very clear. Even Paul makes this clear, but we're still supposed to ask. We're still supposed to do it. And there's something about praying that is powerful. Paul asked for prayers on his own behalf. He asked for prayers for the, for leaders of the day. Um, you know, he intercedes on other people's behalfs. He even asked for prayers for his deceased friend Onesephorus, um, who had died, right? So we can actually pray for those who have, who have died. And, you know, we don't know. And he says, you know, I pray for him that on the day, you know, he'll find uh, peace or whatever on the, the day of judgment. So we know that prayer works in a really weird way and that it, what it does is it actually connects us as the body of Christ and the body of Christ expands beyond just those of us who are living this life, right? The body of Christ is, is everybody. So when we as Catholics pray to saints, what we are doing is we are simply saying, Hey, those who have gone before us, they've lived holy and pious lives. You know, those who we want to be imitators of, just as we're imitators of Paul, as he is an imitator of Christ, we're imitators of these people who are themselves imitators of Christ. Paul says, be an imitator of me. So we do that with the saints, right? When I pray, Paul, St. Paul, bless us, right? Give us civil discourse. Give us a mind that can understand these things, right? So when we talk about Catholics and we talk about Mary, there's so many things we have to understand. There's so many things that need to be unpacked. Um, I'm just looking around here. Of course, the, you know, the phrase mediatrix and what does that actually mean? Since we only have one mediator, this is a big one, you know, for a lot of people. And I'm not going to go too far into this, but just understand all it really means is she has a role in dispensing the grace in the same way Eve had a role in the fall, right? So just as Eve had a role in the fall, but, but sin comes through Adam, Mary had a role in Christ becoming man and Christ becoming incarnate, the word becoming flesh and dwelling among us. And because all grace comes through Christ, in a sense, it comes, uh, in a sense, it comes become, it becomes because of Mary, right? That's, that's as deep as I want to go into that one right now. We can have a whole discussion about this later. But anyway, I just want to shoot this video because I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about Mary and I wanted to do my best to kind of answer a few of those questions, um, up front. You know, why is Francis doing this? Well, because these people have a big love of Mary and he wants to participate in their celebration of honoring the first Christian. Right. And that's what Mary is. Bear that in mind. She is the first Christian, first person to take Christ, not just into her heart, but into her very womb. Let him change her whole life. Right. That's powerful. So anyway, God bless you. Let me know if you have any other questions. I'm happy to shoot these videos and see if I can explain things. But uh, peace.